0: <laughs> you do
1: something for me. Okay. Patient with me. I hope it will contribute <laughs> for everything. All right. So now officially we're in Yihiratzon. Now obviously we've been sem- even more officially in Yihiratzon for a couple weeks because Yihi, the Vihiratzon is a continuation of the bracha we've been talking about, which is Hamav Yeshenam Eina But the Vihiratzon is another section of that. It continues on from it. And we can also see it as the capstone of, good morning, we just started because I needed to look at something, so it's perfect. It's like the capstone, you've been on time, so, the capstone of the series of brachos altogether. Um, and what I want to do is start working our way through this zone now that we've covered most of the topics in it on a high level. Um... I like think we even talked a little bit about and, right, so now we're going to start going into just, like, sort of phrase by phrase to understand what it's telling us because this is actually a really good example because it's a longer piece. We've only done real short brachas up until now, mm-hmm. but what happens is because the, this is not a handout. This I mean, this is from Rabbi Goldberg's class, which I missed last week. You're not missing something. Um, what happens is we have this floor plan of the Beis HaMekdash. There's an actual building, right? And you walk, <laughs> I'm going to tell you a funny story about this. You walk into the building, you walk into the property, and you walk into the building, and there's an avoda. There's preparation you do outside, there's preparation you do inside. There are karbonas that you bring, there's water that's drawn, there's, right, there's cleaning that's done, there's candles that are lit, there's bread that's put on a table, there's, there's a whole avoda of how we serve Hashem and how we draw closer to Him spiritually, through act, beginning with our actions. It always starts with the actions, right? That's the goof. That's corresponds to the avodah and the brajos And we work our way step by step so that the actions will influence our spirituality. And we do that by working piece by piece. So we start, and the way I know this is because this is how it's actually laid out. So if you remember, we ha- I didn't bring with me the old handouts. Sometimes I have a folder of them. But if you remember, there's these, the four levels of the world, and they correspond to four general levels of a human being, so the physical, the emotional, the intellectual, and the spiritual. Each of these can move you to the next level and influence <coughs> the next level. So by working with the guf and dedicating that to Hashem, it's going to bring us to a place where we're ready to then influence our emotional state because of our physical, right? So when you do a mitzvah and it changes how you feel, you can change, right, you always want to do that, and then that will change how you feel, and then changing how you feel and getting that all directed and lined up toward Hashem, that will prepare you to be able to then work at it on, an, on the intellectual level so that your whole intellect can be dedicated to Hashem. And once you have the intellect dedicated to Hashem, that's going to put you in a position to be able to influence the actual neshama and spirituality and move that toward Hashem. So each of these, one cascades and leads to the next, and it's difficult to really skip steps. So you can come into the system almost anywhere because you can influence upward and downward. So you can be spiritually inspired, and then you can try and work that down to make sure it influences you physically. Or you can be physically and, you know, like, get your say, I don't feel inspired, so let me start at the physical and work my way up. But it's difficult to just jump around between them. That doesn't work as smoothly because each one is meant to, to have a sort of encouraging effect on the adjacent part of your body or, or of yourself. And our way is really to do the mitzvah first, whether you feel it or not. Generally speaking, it, uh, yes. You, even though we do want to work on the intellectual. Right, but to start with you that. St- you just go ahead and do it. Right. Right, you go ahead and do it. But it, it, it is two-directional. I don't know if you remember, Rabbi Goldberg gave one, a shir, um, where he quoted that Sefer HaChinoch, which I assume is what you're referring to, right? adam right. nifal That a person is is activated, is, or actuated, would probably be the word, according to his actions um and he he showed how over there even the Sefer HaChinuch is saying that it has to come from a place of Ratzon it has to come from I want to do God's will maybe I don't feel like doing God's will Mm -hmm. but since I want to let me do the mitzvah first and let me let that influence upstream like let that go upstream influence so it's kind of there's always a lot going on but what we find is that the way that Khazal put together, Hazal, I'm checking this as Agadola, and they put together based on what already existed in many cases, the davening, in most cases. They weren't creating new davening for the most part. This was davening that existed, and they formalized it. What they were doing is they were putting together words based on the earlier sources that would hold our hand and lead us through whatever that process is of that part of davening or that part of the Beis HaMikdash. So that's a little harder to see in the shorter bits that we've done, but in a longer paragraph, you can start to really savor what it means that where you, when you understand the words or the concepts the words are telling you, then when you have awareness of what you're saying, it actually will take you through a, pro- a mental process. Like it will, in fact, the words... it. It's so logical because words mean things, right? I mean, that's what they're for. But sometimes when we daven, we're just sort of saying them as if they don't mean something. And that's the real loss. I've heard Rev Orlowick say in the past, um, when a person does something wrong, so that's, that, there's a cost to that, right? The, <laughs> you've done something wrong. He says, the real cost is the loss of what you could have done that was right. That is a much bigger cost. It's true that there's a cost to doing something wrong. The even bigger cost is the loss, right? When we're davening and we don't have kavana, so like it's a problem. We all know that's a problem. But it's not until you have a davening where it went well that you realize what you lose when you don't have it. Like what? What is this kavana? Like, once you got it, go one with kavana, it's no good. But what is kavana? I guess like understanding what the words mean. L- paying attention to my own words, right? But when you have a sense of where the words are taking you, all of a sudden that you crave that, and you realize like, wait, I'm missing something if I don't have it. Like worse than whatever the you know saying God's name, and I didn't have anything in mind. and I don't, right. But but here I was, I have something on a silver platter, like ready to take me through to somewhere really amazing. I don't want to lose it. So. Let's start. I feel like these, these longer ones are, you really start to see like how a whole passage will take you somewhere. V'hi ratzon milfanecha. Okay, first of all, it starts with the letter Vav. Vav is and, right? What is this? This is the end of Pirchus HaShachar. Okay. V'hi And, yehi, it will be ratzon, will, milfanecha, from before you. Okay, so first of all, and it tells me it's connected. It's attached to the previous words. Right? And that's what we said that even though, and we, we saw some sources who bemoan the fact that publishers tend to print Hamavir shena, like my sitter, <laughs> with a gap before Vihi Ratzon. It shouldn't be that way. It's one bracha. You don't say Amen if you hear someone say Hamavir Sheinah Meinayus Numa Mefapai. It's one bracha. So, why did they do that though? Why did they make a gap? I always thought that were because they weren't necessarily educated just because you were printing a sitter. It's not it's not separate. This is vhi ratzon. It is one bracha, the opening of it, and this is a closing of it. It's one long bracha. Mm-hmm. Okay, we talked about it a different week, so I don't want to repeat. I it. are the typist, I guess. <laughs> the typesetter, right. Vihi Ratsan Mofanacha. Okay. So um, Where we're holding based on what we learned last week and the week before, is we opened by saying, you are the source Hashem of all bracha, and you wake me up, you pass sleep from over my eyes. I'm grateful for the fact that even if it's for short amounts of time, you've given me insight, you've helped me realize that you are there, you are taking care of me, you have revealed yourself at Matan Torah, and through the giving of the Torah, that, that there's access. I'm grateful to that so that I can live my life with the people who have sight, even if I most of the time can't see it myself. That I have the chance to live the kind of life where I have some concept of what direction I'm heading, even if it's only for brief moments that there's like a bolt of lightning so that it illuminates the path so that I know how to redirect myself in the correct direction. And now I say, may it be your will, Hashem, good morning. Okay. So this this term, not so much the vihi ratzon, but certainly yehi ratzon, fanecha, we see reasonably frequently. What is ratzon? So I'm not going to do like a whole share on ratzon, although that would be probably an awesome thing to talk about and like think about. Um, but we've we've seen ratzon a little before. You might remember in roka haaretz al hamayim. So the word aretz is... Related to the word Ratzon, because the land, when God said, right, grow and, and raise up mountains and pool together the lakes and spread out so that there will be land upon which people can live and develop, um, and then Hashem said, stop, and the land stopped. It did God's will, right? And because of that, it's called Eretz. la yabasha Kara um Vayikra, I, I didn't bring a sitter, I did bring a homish. va la yabasha I think, is the passive. God called out to the yabasha-aretz. You, you're, you're doing my ratzon. You're, right? You're fulfilling my will. This is why Aretz. There's a lot of other things about Aretz versus Adama, but that's one. So ratzon is God's will. <coughs> Does anybody have a sitter with pericavos in it? Did you just say the lamb was doing God's will? Yeah, I did. Do you want me to try and get one? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah. So <laughs> I did, in fact, say how that. How is the lamb doing God's will? How could God said stop, it stopped. Yeah, but you're making it sound like it's a... Uh, sentient. Like a what? Like it's sentient, like it has uh, awareness. Like, it has a, like a what? Awareness. Yes! That's it, I'm just wondering, like, everything. Everything in the world has awareness at its level. I'm just wondering, has Shem stopped it, or you're saying the land stopped itself? The land stopped willingly. It wanted to do whatever God wanted it to do. The water stopped unwillingly. That's a different topic. That was Rokaha, or it's all mine. It's all there. Look it up. But yes, it's. uh, What does that mean? I don't know. But on a spiritual level, every every physical thing is a materialized expression of a spiritual reality, and that spiritual reality's (laughs) existence (coughs) is there to serve God, and it has whatever degree of awareness is required for that. Um, But yes, this is definitely out of our. Was the water stopped? that's the famous one. Stopped uh, rising. Right, Not that's that the, the famous land one. Stopped. Right, it's the Or HaChaim on that pasuk, you can Find it there. Um, yeah, okay. So, there's all I. I can't believe like I, I just walked in here and like. I, I'll I'll explain what ha- no 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 I'll explain what hat what happened was yesterday I saw Rav and Rav told me. He, he, he told me to look up a gra in Michelet Te Zayindalad. So this morning on my way out, I was like, you know, we have a Michelet with the gra. So I took it with me, and I'm, I just, like, glanced inside to see the, the point that he was telling me. I wanted to see it inside. And in the meantime, I was thinking in the back of my mind, nothing to do with that conversation. Like, we weren't talking about Ratzon, nothing. But I was thinking, like, where would I be able to put my finger on the definition of Ratzon? I... I We've done enough research about it to, to have a decent idea of, for my level, what the definition of Ratzon will be. It goes way beyond my capacity, obviously. But so anyway, I open it up and I see, Umahu Ratzon Hashem. So what is it? What is Ratzon Hashem? And I'm like, whoa. And then I got an email from our community, Rob that we've been back and forth a little bit about a different Pasuk. And... It's also in this, gr- it's less like, whoa, everything just like rolled together into one big piece. But that's why I'm walking in and all of a sudden I'm like referring to sources and I didn't bring them and I didn't forget about source sheets. I didn't bring the sources themselves because I wasn't necessarily realizing I was going in that direction. But we just had the Ramban. I think we even mentioned it over here. Were we talking about Tov? We did talk about Tov. Okay, so the Ramban on Vayar Elohim Heshaor Tove. Tov. Hashem saw the light and it was good. Um, so, the Ramban says over there, and, and again, I hate doing it without having his words, but the general gist is that what does it mean that it is good? Okay, that is good. Because, like every, everything God does is good, so clearly, like, it's good, He did it. And it certainly isn't a surprise that it's good, because. He knows what the results will be. I may bake a cake and not know how it's going to come out, but when God bakes, you know, light or something, he knows what it's going to come out like. So wh- what does it mean that God saw that it was good? So the Ramban says over there that if something is good, when the Torah uses the word tov for something, it means something in the state which it is God's rutzon that it should be mechaim in it. I didn't, I didn't say that very well. But everything that God created, this is the last, last Mishnah in Avos, if your Avos goes up to Perakvav, which is a different story. The last mission, in Avos, everything that God created in the world, he created for his glory, for his honor. Which means everything in this world that is created was created in order to give honor to Hashem, which includes us. So if you're ever feeling you know down in the dumps and what's my life for and what am I doing here, you should know like God thought it was, He created stars, He created the moon, He created the sun, right? He created oceans, He created all kinds of animals and incredible, incredible things and snowflakes that are all different. And He also thought that if He created you, that would add to His glory. It's like a good thing to remember, right? Um, when something is tov in the Torah, that means that it is visibly serving its purpose of Ratzon Hashem, meaning God's Ratzon, thank you, God's Ratzon, His will is that things should fulfill themselves, but fulfilling themselves is fulfilling their purpose, which is revealing God's glory in the world, which is why this Tov is first used with regard to light, because light is illumination. There is such a thing as dark. God held back some of that light, right? You know the Rashi over there? He created the light, and then he put some of it away. Why? Because he saw it's not suitable for the Rishatim to have this light. There's something that is not light. So there's Or and there's Choshech. There's light and there's dark. There's also Tov and Ra. You can think about Tov and Ra essentially as light and dark. Both of them are God's creation, and both of them ultimately will lead... To a state of light, of all light, right? Laila Kayom Ta'ir, the Messianic era, the night will shine as bright as the day, the moon will shine as bright as the sun. This is all, eventually, it's all, all roads lead to one place, and that is revelation of God in the world, all roads. When something is now has the light shining on it, so that when you look at it, you see revelation of God in the world, that's Tov. It is already in the state that God wishes it to continue and and always exist in. It has reached that place. Right? So God saw the light and it was good, and then he separated light and dark. (laughs) Because that light was already in the state that it's God's will that it should continue to be in always. All right, this is the underlying theme of everything, really really tough everything. What I just said, by the way, is based on the Vilnagon also, um, on Hanosein Le'ayif Koach, which is why I think we talked about it a little bit already a couple weeks ago. That Tov, that the difference between Tov and Ron, light and dark. All right. Ratzon, God's will is that which causes all of this to be created. That's his will. Yehi Ratzon Mil It should be Ratzon. Yehi is in the future tense. Because usually when you're saying yehi ratzon, there's maybe a suggestion that it isn't that way now, right? You're sort of, it's a request. It's a bakasha, yehi ratzon. So I may not see that it is that way now. Yehi, in the future, it will be. It's not even saying may it be. I don't know where we get may it be. It will be. Yehi, it will be. Yehi ratzon nofanecha. It will be. Ratzon is the source of all creation. Because if God wills it to be, then it is. So yehi ratzon, it will be ratzon, God's will, milfanecha, from before you. Meaning it's coming from there. God's will, God's ratzon, is the source of all creation. So then we have the, when we look at our four worlds, and we have the world of, of Asiya, the physical world, and we have the world of Yitzira, where it's formed. We have the world of Bria, above that, the creation. World of Atsilus, nearness. It's We can think of it as the nearness to his ratzon. It comes from his ratzon and enters this four-world cascade of creation. (laughs) It should be God's will before you. Okay, what is ratzon Hashem? I'm not going to read all of it, partly because he goes into another, or in the extent that I would understand the gra, but one thing I do see is that he's referring to the concept of that the spiritual world is described as being created with the letters Yud and Hei, of God's four-letter Havayah name, and the physical world as Vav and Hei, the last two letters. That both of them together create that full revelation of God's name, which is another way of saying a lot of what we were just talking about, the, being that everything is created for that purpose, to reveal godliness in the world. Vav and Hei are generally associated with mitzvos, Yud and Hei with Torah. Right? Because mitzvahs is the physical application of Torah. It's God's will put into action when we do a mitzvah. Yeah. and he is learning God's will, learning what he's telling us. The vav he is the putting it into the physical. Um, vav and he is in many places, not necessarily only here, in many places you'll see it referred to also, um, let's say, our effort versus what God is just giving to us, so sort of our putting in effort for something to happen will also often be associated with that. Okay. That everything that Hashem created, Torah Shepichtav, Torah Shepopeh. He's giving different pairings, right? Five books of the Torah, six books of the Mishnah. (coughs) Vav and Yeah, Six, five. Okay. Mitzvahs ase, mitzvahs los ase. Things you should do, things you shouldn't do. Everything is created like this, essentially with a tov and a You can get to the end goal through doing good, and a person, God forbid, can get to the end goal by doing bad. How can we understand such a thing? Like, if someone's doing bad, aren't they not doing God's will? Isn't that the whole point? Okay, so Rav has an approach where he says, <coughs> Sorry, I like feel like I really have to give you the sources because the sheer just changed itself right before we started. Um, he says, God will not allow his will to be thwarted. God has a plan for the world and it is not possible to go violate God's will. Believe it or not, you cannot change what he has. So, First of all that's reassuring. Because yes it's true that evil people do evil things, but we have to know that it's really all in God's hands nonetheless. Like the on, on on the Mishnah on Avos, HaKol Tzafui BeHarshus Nesuna. Everything is anticipated, but permission is given. There, there's, there's, uh, everything is preordained and yet we have free will. So on that topic so he somewhere. says there is yeah, go check out Revers there. It's pretty awesome. It's short but awesome. Okay. Uh, much of her is long and awesome that one is short and awesome okay he says his will will not be thwarted mm. um and elsewhere and i don't remember where he expounds on that theme he says a person may believe they are doing what is against god's will they're doing the wrong thing they need to know that eventually what they have done and the choices they have made uh, they don't need to know they're not interested probably right but ultimately, that will become the tool of God bringing about his will anyway. It is just the long, hard road. We know something about the long, hard road because we see it as goals. God is bringing us to a perfect world. So there's one way where we have full revelation of God in the world and we're able to see it and enjoy it and thrive in the light of that and grow and develop in a sweet way where everything is good, and feels good, and is clearly good, and is toven maitiv, And we can get to that by holding off for six hours and not eating the fruit on the tree. Or we can get to that by spending 6,000 years sinning, and suffering, and struggling to raise children, and worrying about that, and sweating to have enough food to put on the table, and worrying about that and wars and battles and yetsahara and right and eventually you can go through this very long dark tunnel and discover that you got to also got to hatova mating <coughs> you also got to an era where everything was like now which do you choose okay so there's one is practical like yeah like it's really just let's do this the quick and easy way right and the pleasant way but it's not i mean we're also it's about choosing God's will, because I'm choosing it. But God's will will not be thwarted. He's got it under control. He will take each individual person and the entire world where he wishes to take us. So I don't have to worry about what other people are doing to me, about me, to uh, like, in a sense, uh, except to the extent that I have will, right? That I have free will to choose, what's my choice? My choice is do I choose to turn toward God or not? That's my choice. Mm That's my choice. I mean, he'll drag me backward into it or I can walk into it willingly and be a partner and have a relationship. It's a different relationship I'm going to end up with is is the difference. When all is said and done and I come to the next world, what's the relationship that I have? What's the joy? When I sit down and all of my teachers and all of my ancestors sit down with me and say, okay, how'd your life go? How was your day? And they're all going to watch it with me. How am I going to feel about it? Sorry. Will there be a sense of day? <laughs> I, was, I was a colloquialism there. Yes, there'll be a sense of day, but that wasn't the life we were in. That was the dream. That was the night. How was your night? How, how'd you sleep, right? And now we're going to look at this life that we led and everyone we know and care about and respect and love is going to look at it with us, right? How am I going to feel showing them what I did? <coughs> I'm, I'm saying there's, there's real choice to be made here, but God's will will always come in the end. So now... Oh, so let me just come back to the Vilna over here, okay? So there's mitzvahs ase and mitzvahs los ase. There are mitzvahs you do, and there are mitzvahs you refrain from doing. And you can see how that would echo in, like, different ways. Okay. So he says, but why did God... You might ask, if it is God's will that everyone should go in the ways of Torah, why did he create a Russia? and he quotes this pasuk in Mishlei vegam rasha liyom ra'a. ok so the pasuk is kol pa'al hashem lemaanehu every deed of god is lemaanehu for his sake everything god created is created in order to be able to bring glory and to reveal him to the world vegam rasha liyom ra even a rasha for the day of bad of ra so he the gra is explaining that King Shlomo is telling us why did God create the wicked? Because when the wicked are punished for having gone against God's will, right, for doing, choosing to do the wrong things, this is also a revelation of God's glory and might into the world. Can you say that one more time? When the wicked are punished for their wickedness, that is also a revelation of God's glory and might into the world. Just read Parsha Beshalach. Right, we saw the Mitzrim, and we saw how every single Egyptian was killed, only and suffered in accordance exactly with how wicked they were or weren't. Right, some just had an instant death, some had a prolonged and painful death. Depends how much prolonged pain they gave to others. And when we saw that and we knew those people, then we realized Hashem, like Hashem, had this all under control all along. It was all just. It was all good. It was all leading to somewhere. Okay? There's a, there is a revelation and glory to God in that too. But who do you want to be? You want to be the one who brings, who lets, <laughs> when people look at me, Sarah Littman, do I wish that they should see that there is godliness in the world through my bad or through my good? <laughs> I really would like it to be through the good. Okay, so now I want to just take this and I want to reread the Vihiratzel, the, the Real quickly, not breaking down every word, I mean, because today's words were vihirats but i want <laughs> to I want to read it again, ha- knowing this: mm-hmm. it shall be your will from before you, God, hashemuvou shatargiuura seha, that you accustom us to your Torah, bidb mitzvo secha, and stick us tight to your mitzvos, the Al and do not bring us loli <speaking> not through sin, vili <speaking> avon, and not through other levels of sin. We'll, we'll break those down and we'll define them. V'lo li de nisayon, not through tests. V'lo li de and not through shame. V'al toshlet banu and may the yei not dominate us. The chikenu adamra, and keep us distant from a bad person. Ume and a bad friend. V'dabkenu b'yei tzahatov, stick us instead to the yei Tov, uv'masem tovim, and good deeds. And push our inclination to be subjected to you. And bring us this day and every day to grace and kindness and mercy in your eyes and the eyes of those who see us. You Remember the definition? Chesed, that we could see that it's chesed. Right? It's also chasadim tovim, we talked about this in this class, right? chasadim tovim, chesed that helps us develop. Gamilus chasadim is to wean, it's to wean, right? So it's doing chesed for someone in a way that allows them to more fully develop their own strength, not making them dependent. Okay, Khasadim tovim, and do for us chesed that helps us to develop and that we can also see that it's kind and good. It's beautiful bracha. It's an incredible yes, bracha. bracha, okay? But, but do you see how understanding Vihira Salm helps us see the pattern of this bracha? It's not just a string of different nice things we're asking God for <laughs> or a string of things we're asking him to help us avoid. I'm going to suggest, I didn't see this anywhere, I don't think this is a stretch. Mm-hmm. The Al-Tivienu means do not bring us. That's that's what the word means. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if I see this, then I realize. (coughs) Please make me habituated in Torah and stuck tight to mitzvos, and don't bring me. Bring me where? I'm being brought somewhere, right? We all have somewhere we're being brought. We're being brought to God essentially. Through this life, we're being brought closer to Hashem. But there's two paths we can go. So we say, "Al don't bring me by the root of avera, avon, nisayon, bad friends, bad people." d'abkenu, instead, stick me to my tovim, doing what you want me to do, and then every day that everyone should should, I should find favor in your eyes, most of all, and in the eyes of the people around. Me. There's two ways I could go, right? So I'm recognizing two things here. <coughs> two ways that lead to the same place. In the end, I'm going to be brought to God. Right. Okay. But but I'm okay. And recognizing here are two things. One is what I'm asking for, and the other is that I have a choice. In the end, when I'm concluding Berachos Ashachar, I'm saying there's all these things you get. I I'm awake. Look at this. I've got this. I can I can talk. I can walk. I can move. I can see right and wrong. I can get dressed. I have, right, I have a body, I have a soul, and now I recognize I have a choice to make, too. I'm choosing the side of good. And if I can choose that at the beginning of the day, then I I may slip up along the way, possibly. There's always that chance, yeah, that I won't be perfect, but I chose the day to be for God. I chose the day to be a day that I'm choosing to do what's right, that I, I'm dedicating myself to that. And that has an impact. First of all, because there's a there's sort of a saying, everything goes after the beginning. Mm-hmm. The way you start, you know, start, what you say in, in first grade? You know, we start as we mean to go on, right? It's true. You start as you mean to go on. That's what this bracha is about. And it's also something more powerful than that. It's like in the nature of truma. When you take the first or best of something and dedicate it to Hashem completely, 100%, then the rest of it, even though you're using it for purposes that have more or less self-interest, right? It's food. Like maybe you ate it and you enjoyed it. It was a taifa there, right? It wasn't only, oh, I'll have energy to serve God, ideally, but right? But the whole of it was dedicated to Hashem. By taking off a little piece at the beginning, you take off a little bit of your challah at the beginning from your dough, right? And you say, this is yours. Because I recognize that it's really all yours. I realize that what I'm working with is really all yours, right? Mi I took from your hands and I'm giving it back into your hand. I, I know where I got it from. Okay? It has the effect of dedicating all of it, consecrating it. To Hashem. And that's what I'm doing with my day in brachos. In this bracha, what I'm doing is I'm saying there's a choice. I'm going to turn toward good. I'm choosing toward that, and I'm grateful, and I'm asking you to help me. So we're first turning towards good, and then Hashem is bringing us along? It seems or- like it. <laughs> there's Ravlevi Yitzhak of Berdechev on that last... Uh, actually, it may not be... It is the last essay on Pirkei Avos, but I'm not sure it's on the last Mishnah. So he says, he's defining chasadim tovim. Actually, this this thing, mm-hmm. what, chas, what's chasadim tovim? He says Hashem, every day a baskol comes out and says shuvu banim shuvavim. That's, that's a chazal. Every day there is a baskol, there is a divine echo that resonates through the world, saying, "Return my children who have strayed." What's the point of that? We don't hear it. Do we hear it? I never noticed. I don't know. Right? Okay. But just like when you're sleeping, okay? No. The example he gives is when when a kid is sleeping and the parent knows it's time for them to wake up. So the parent comes in and says, it's time to get up, and then you leave. But their ears are open, right? So it does have an effect. I mean, it makes a difference. They may stay in bed much longer than that, but it makes a difference if you go in and say it's time to get up or you don't, right? Because it goes in and then it starts turning in their brain. But then it's up to them. It's up to the child to decide, am I going to, like, grab that and get up and go with it, or am I just going to lie here? Every day there's a divine echo in the world, shuvu bonim shuvuvim. But it's up to us, do we take that seed that God plants inside our mind, and do we grab onto it and act on it, or are we, like, too tired and we just lie there, right? But then when we do act on it, God credits us as if we did the whole thing. Even though he planted that seed and he came and he called out every morning, come, so back, come back, come <laughs> so back. He puts up with a lot from us. We really gotta try and make us worthwhile. <laughs> it shouldn't be sad. Should or shouldn't, right? We gotta live with what we have. The reason I'm looking at this I told you Robert Orlovick showed told me this, he said, and I haven't seen it inside yet. But it must be right on this page. He says a person this is quite well known that one of the things about having Naviim, when you lived in a time of Naviim, was that you could, here it is, that you could go to the Navi and you could ask him what your way in life was, what your path in life was, right? And he would answer you, lafishorosh nishmaso, according to the root of your soul, what your purpose in life is, what your path in life should be. So Rabbi Orlick said, but people don't know, they don't read to the end of the sentence. You miss out something. You know what he says? The Navi would tell him according to the the rules of Nivua, Darko asher Lihba, the path upon which he should walk, shorish Nishmaso, according to the root of his soul, Ulafi tevagufo, and according to the nature of his body. Because our nishamas are perfect. But we didn't only get Elochai neshama, we got an asher yatsar. Like we have physical bodies, we have limitations, we need sleep, we need food. We mess up, <laughs> we have taivas, we stumble, we fall, we, okay? Sometimes we get sick. We, the Navi told you it's a package. So you have to figure out what your way in life is, not only by the root of your soul, but also by the body you So this is an interesting point. Okay, thank you. So I'm looking forward to next week in recession. Thank you. Um, we'll thank you so continue much. doing a few more of these phrases. And have, have a nice winter break. Enjoy. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Like, really, all of Dalvin like that. That's know, what I was saying, with the longer passages, in a way, it's easier to realize where the words are trying to bring you. I see. The words are bringing you somewhere, whereas with the short brachas, it's sometimes easier to concentrate on them all the way through, because it's just a few words, so if you pull your act together before you're done, but it's not too is, late, <laughs> you haven't missed the whole bracha, right? But this is like, thanks, thanking God, and the other one is like, please God, make me they're not both. do these things they're you know? both I know. they're both they're all they're all and really and two-sided and it, it makes so me so yeah, think yeah, also I with this freedom of choice be here because you, know, you realize know, that we do have choice to to about you like you know these religions where they thank it's just you have to or they kill you you know, know. yeah <laughs> right like you have no choice. force compliance but that's exactly what god doesn't do Right. Well, that's Isn't like that exactly that. what he doesn't do? He doesn't do that. I thought, like you look at, like what makes a leader great. It, it, that is what also the name. He, he doesn't force. force compli- it's not like every time someone does something wrong, zap, they get hit yeah. by lightning. It's true that would create compliance, right? But but that definition. Gomel chasadim tovim. God does good chesed, and it's gemilus right. chasadim. It's it's it's. God does chesed for us in, a, in such a way as to allow us to fully develop into our greatest p- capa- potential. Like you can have fruit that's described as gamul. It means ripened, fully ripened. It, it, it fully developed into what it could become. When God does chesed for us, sometimes it hurts. <coughs> Not, he doesn't always just spoon feed us everything, right? And we get frustrated by that. And we get upset by it, but we grow because of it. We become different because of it. We change. That is really the bigger Chesed. And that, when you get right down to it, is that—that that is that Chesed of the night. Right? We're saying like with the, with the Pachad Yitzchak. Right? It's, we change because of it. That is a bigger Chesed. But it's also what you pointed out. God is sitting and waiting for us to come back. That—that that is a kind of. If we translate that into like human terms of how we would try to emulate him, a kind of caring about somebody enough to be able to stand back and watch them struggle and suffer because we know that they're gonna become somebody bigger. And I love them so much that I will suffer that. I will suffer with them, hard. right? Yeah. I will suffer with them yeah. and I will stand next to them. I'm not gonna walk away from them, but I will stand by them all the way to bring them there. It's a real, parent it or it's a real parenting <laughs> oh, a um, challenge. You know? Sure it is. I saw a great little cartoon, The Little Engine That Couldn't. And you oh. see him at the bottom of the hill. He looks like the little engine that couldn't. He's at the bottom of the hill. It's a big mountain. You see him saying, Mom, push me up this mountain. Oh. Mom! <laughs> Mom! <laughs> Mom. <laughs> 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 we you, know it too well. <laughs> did you read, ever read The Little Prince? The, the, uh, such a long time ago that I had the, no clue what I was going loved on. I always love my favorite planet. Is you know every planet, all these planets he goes to, he's and there's the king a of the planet, and yeah, but there's <laughs> this, he goes to visit this planet, and he's the king. The guy is the king, and the little prince says, he says, you need to you sit down, and the prince says, but well, I don't want to sit down. Then I command you to stand, to stay standing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to show that he that can be good standing. parenting, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's just what my but was a little pathetic. About. But but it could also be a little pathetic, right? Yeah, it was. Like... <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: The opposite that right. God does. not well, Are you threatened we... by
1: it yeah. or not threatened by it? So God's not threatened by yeah. it. That was. Thank uh, you. Yeah. like ten. 10-